welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. So we are looking at the Witch of Caslin's Hill, Jenny on the Hill. We're looking at Dukas as usual for our folklore because it is the best place to gather our Irish folklore. It has a searchable database and topics and places and people and various other collections and resources. So definitely go and check that out. But this one caught my attention. When you're looking up witches and witchcraft in Irish folklore, you often have a bad experience, shall we say, right? And I mean, you know, magic is pretty neutral. So obviously in the folklore, there's good and bad. Um, if you want to put the the judgment on them. And most often we do see that the term witches and witchcraft is definitely associated with people who are more on the negative side of things as regards to the general population, right? Now, that's not always saying much with regard to their actual character. But anyway, this one was interesting because it's from County Roscommon and it's the Witch of Caslin's Hill and it's called Jenny on the Hill. And it just kind of struck me straight away that there was more to this story, right? Um, Just for a little bit of context so that you know what I know, it says that uh, Caslins Hill is a mile from Strokestown in County Roscommon. And Strokestown in County Roscommon is where uh, Shleaf Bawn is, which is the Bives Mountain. So obviously we talk a lot about the Morrigan and the Bive. And, you know, all the the mythology and the folklore and all that kind of stuff, both here and on my blog. And that's lauraobrien.ie and over at theirishpaganschool.com. So definitely check all of those places out if you want more specifically on that. But I'm going to read you the story, right? And then we'll have a look. So the Witch of Caslin's Hill. There was once a witch who lived in a little hut in the middle of a ward I think that's supposed to be a wood yes lived in the middle of a wood on the top of Caslin's Hill which is a mile from Strokestown in County Roscommon she had cures for diseases in people by means of herbs she also cured cattle there are many stories told about her and then it says story Jenny on the Hill so there's a kind of a general introduction preamble to this and then we get into Jenny on the Hill. So an old man and his wife lived in a cabin on a small patch of bad land. They'd no stock of any kind, only a cow and it happened that the cow fell sick. So they were obviously reliant on this cow and they went to this witch on the top of Caslin's Hill for a cure. So the old man went to the old witch because he thought the cow was overlooked. Overlooked means the evil eye put on them and kind of cursed, basically cursed by somebody local. So you've got some kind of other detrimental magic going on. And then this witch who is of the helpful sort. So when he approached the witch's cabin up on a hillside near a big wood, he saw the witch standing in the doorway, her left hand shading her eyes. Put a pin in that one. Before he could speak, the witch said, ha, there's trouble on you. And truth there is, said the old man. Your cow is sick, said the witch. Truth she is then, said the old man. And I came to you for a cure because I think she was overlooked. Well, said the witch, I will soon tell you if she is. Turn your back to me and don't turn around until I tell you. The witch went back into the cabin and sat on her hunkers and pulled an old, well-worn piece of string from an old pocket in her petticoat and measured three finger lengths three times. 
Then she put three knots on the piece of the old string and gave it to the man. Hold that in your kithok, says she, till I give you a, um, kithok is your left hand, till I give you a little dose to burn under the cow's nose. Then she drew from the same old pocket a little lump of crumpled paper. Here now, says she, burn this under the cow's nose and she will sneeze three times and then she will stand up and turn around and look at you and she will cough a time or two and she will be better. Go home now, says she, and don't look back or the charm won't work. The old man returned home and did not look back and did exactly what the witch told him to do. And the cow got well again after sneezing three times and coughing twice. So that was told to Peter Flaherty from Annamore in County Roscommon. And it was told by Paddy Flanagan, who's from or was from Clunshreen in County Roscommon. So just to go back a little bit, the reason that I'm getting five vibes off this is the hillside near the big wood. There is Ross Biva, which is the Bives Wood, which I believe, just personally, UPG, whatever, I believe is actually the original name of the county or the region of Roscommon, um, particularly this part of the county because the rest would have been known under different names and all the rest of it. But when we came to counties, um, I think that Ross Biva, which means the woods of Bive, um, which is mentioned in the, the Nihanicus, I believe, could have that wrong now, but it's definitely mentioned as Bive's wood. And Ross means a, a, a wood or a forest, right? So we have here this story of this witch's cabin uh, up on the hill near a big wood, right? Now, that's not anything in itself, but... When you take that, she was standing in the doorway, her left hand shading her eyes. That is very reminiscent of the Bive. You can check out other actual lore about the Bive. And you can see that there is often a description of Corgunacht, which is the crane stance. And it's magical or druidic body magic, basically. It's some kind of a, a pose that um, that they go into where their left hand is over their eye and they're often up on one leg as well. So I believe that is a, a hangover from that, if you like, from the original story. And the idea of the Bive being connected to healing is not necessarily, I suppose, within the Bive's mythology specifically, but the reason that I'm getting those vibes off this story is because, you know, powerful, magical goddess on a mountain beside a wood doing the Corganoct. And it seems to be a pretty complete description. I don't know what was on the paper, but a pretty complete description of like traditional magic as well. So there's definitely correspondence between magic and um being able to have control of that kind of stuff uh, with the Morrigan, her sisters, her aspects, whatever you want to call it, uh, whatever you're having yourself, I suppose. So we have the, the three finger lengths, three times, the three knots, the left hand practice again, and the crumpled bit of paper. You'd often see the, the old charms would contain um, something written uh, sometimes handed down actually, but written on a piece of paper and either kept near the body or taken off the body and, or held near the body and then taken away and burnt. So that seems to be reminiscent to what's going on here. 
And then, of course, we have the overlook and the evil eye, being able to cure the evil eye or being able to get a cow back from either the she, as in the, the good neighbours, the other crowd, or from another witch who may have had it in for this poor old man and his wife and their singular cow. So as with a lot of the folklore, it looks like the older practices you just get a sniff of it like like a burnt paper smell in your nostrils and you might give an owl a sneeze and a cough and something good might come out of it but sorry couldn't resist but yeah you've got these this folklore that was written down in uh, the 1930s I think it is I finally have that in my head uh, that that's when the school's collection was gathered here um in the manuscripts first and then obviously put onto microfiche first in our libraries. That's how I first had access to them and since put up online and then even later and more recent having the transcriptions done by volunteers actually. So feel free to go in and, and volunteer to transcribe. Oh yeah, that's a common one actually with Biddy Early and various other good witches that you wouldn't be able to look at them. So don't look back or the charm won't work is a very common one. When you're leaving a witch's cottage, you're not supposed to look back. So all of those things would definitely speak to me of actual folk magic practices, even though it's being told just as a quaint story here at this point in our history. I think that there's a lot more into it between the actual magical practices, possibly um, the protection or relations with the good neighbours, maybe again, as common elements or protection against other forms of magic or witchcraft that wouldn't be out with your best interests at heart. And even then, as I said, right back to the mythology with the uh, potential of a connection there with the Bive. So I never actually finished the <laughs> Proscommon. Proscommon is technically translates as the woods of Common, which is a bishop. And I think that is kind of a classic example of a religious figure being slapped on top of Brosbiva, which would have been, I believe, the original name of the, the county or the area, the region, definitely. Make sure you are on the mailing list and you will get notified whenever we have a new resource for you like this or stories or questions being answered or various other bits and pieces or the blog as well. Okay, so slongful. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slongafol, and we will see you next time.